At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. A and E, and with me on this podcast is my co-host, uh. The man, the myth. I thought I thought my baby just said hi to me. I'm about to say I, I freaked out for a minute. Uh, <laughs> the man, the myth, the reality. Q flow, flow the rookie. What up, everybody? We are here. Yo, she has spoken. We canceling this. Like yeah. we about to talk about that. Exactly. I'm about to say because she already said like that, that mama kind of like that. But you know, she she was like that, that, that. But I thought she looks like she like hi, hey. I, I, I freaked me out for a minute. I'm about to say yo. And, uh, listen. <laughs> uh, also, oh, my, my co-host, uh, not Deion Sanders, but Proud Time. What's going on? It's me, the P-R-I-M-E. Let's talk about some stuff. Yep, you know, Proud Time, I guarantee you, whatever you're wearing now, a little better than that suit Deion Sanders had, had on yesterday. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Deion, Deion is always fresh, all right? That's not, why he is the original prime. Yeah, but not, not that not that plaid. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. You, nobody finds a three-piece plaid suit. You don't even want to be buried in that. Three-piece plaid. Yeah, well, like you, you know, he got money, so he probably just, he like, all right, this is what I want, and I want it in these colors. <laughs> eight, but, eight but three colors to get it in. <laughs> so, no, not when you're D.I. <coughs> you right, though. You right. Anything I think of, I could get it in purple and white and silver. I don't know. You right. I, I, he will probably go to Kobe's memorial with a whole plaid, <laughs> gold and purple. And you know what? That might be fly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, welcome back to Ner- uh, No Gimmicks Needed. So we are recording this. Uh, at, usually record on Sunday, but Sunday was Super Bowl Sunday, and everybody was pretty busy. And I just stayed here and uh, watched Super Bowl, watched Patrick Mahomes, boy. Take home the the, uh, the championship, like I said, and oh, yeah. uh, won me some bread. So that's all always good. And uh, I wish I made a better game. Man. Yeah, man. First time I was right in a minute. Q, I'm telling you, Patrick. I, look, I went to stare you down. I'm like, you can't beat pain. They had pain last year. I'm like, no, they'll come back with a vengeance. And it's Black History Month. Come on, he doing it. <laughs> y'all, could, y'all can't forget that. Uh, the mama yeah, mentality. Right. So. Oh, yeah. 
So now, uh, before we get, so now we record a podcast here. It's not going to be too much of a long one this time, but uh, we are going to get a podcast out to you guys. So before we get into that, make sure you guys check out spaciesphilly.com. Spaciesphilly.com uh, pays for all your podcasting needs, and they got great content on there, such as the Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror War Show, and both sides, along with the uh, Retro Mark and Dark Show. You can find our content on there as well, the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, Nerdgasm Talk Podcast. Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, and Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongue as well. Uh, two new podcasts are on the horizon. We already recorded a couple episodes for Ballers Lounge. If you guys, if anybody is into uh, sports, so we recorded two episodes of that. And then we also got the Man Talk podcast that will be coming up as a Patreon exclusive once we get that all set out the way. That was discussed in the last meeting, Q-Flow, just in case you, you know, uh, Swag ain't tell you. Yeah, I, I got the word. Yeah. Gotcha. So, uh, make sure you check that, those great things out. You can listen to us on all your podcast needs at Stitcher, Google uh, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all that great stuff. And, of course, YouTube Premium as well. If you have Google Play, YouTube Premium is already in there. And just uh, real quick as well, uh, like I said, Last week we had the, the whole Kobe tragedy, so we do talk about that on the Nerd Gas and Talk podcast and on the Ballers Lounge podcast. So if you guys want to hear us talk more about that in depth and how you feel about that, with Prime Time joining us, uh, so yeah, yeah, we talk about it. We had two good conversations about that, so you guys can make sure you guys can go check that out when those podcasts are up. So. Uh, now most of the things over, you know. Right now we're kind of in that limbo, quiet space, right before WrestleMania, okay. And obviously, I mean, of course, we had you know Vince fired like two of his top people, which had the stocks drop. But I can't get into detail about that because I don't know how much great stocks work and all the the business price. I didn't do my homework on that, so I don't want to go tell y'all the wrong shit, especially when I don't know what I'm talking about. So, this is not Bloomberg Television. So, I'm just letting y'all know that right now. Uh, So, and I do know that next week, though, we can definitely talk about this XFL. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Because February 8th is when the XFL starts back up. Wait, wait, wait. It's like premiering with games and stuff? Yes, XFL is starting up oh, February eighth. I don't know who's in the league. I don't know who joined. Oh, I don't know who made the cut. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably T over there. You know, complaining about something else. It could be. I don't know. Wh- whoever Martin Luther King liked, Vince will have him over there. He had a dream. Is that- <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's his hero. That's his hero. But you know, speaking of speaking of people who are enamored by people. So, uh, obviously, we see John Cena's busy these days, right? You know, my, my man's over here c- catching cars, about to give AA to, AAA to traffic. You know, he, 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 he's, he's, he's about to do that. And, you know, he's Dominic he's Dominic's brother. Never what? seen that coming. Like what? Okay. Just, just because they, you know, gotta be foster kids. Gotta be. I'm about to say, just, just because the, it's a four brother situation. It has to be because just because he put a Catholic chain on him and like silk his hair does not make him whatever Dominic's supposed to be in that movie. <laughs> okay, so, but John Cena uh, was on uh, Sports Illustrated. He did an interview, and uh, he made some comments that actually got people talking. 
And he, he he made the comment, which I fig- figured that this would cause a little bit of a debate, which is the reason why we're on the podcast right now, is that he has called Brock Lesnar the greatest in-ring performer of all time. Of all time. That means... See, I didn't know I didn't know he said of all time. Now, because I was, I was with him until I heard you say of all time. He said he, he he said of all time. No, we will get all to this. So he said, um, "This is what he said." And I quote on the Sports Illustrated, uh, well, I'm on SportsIllustrated.com. So he said, "I'm proud to say I watched the Royal Rumble from my own home on WWE Network, and I thought the event, <clears throat> and especially the Royal Rumble, was absolutely awesome. So if you watch from Houston or if you were in the audience, it really didn't seem like I was missed." I thought the event was extra special. It was great to be able to watch it as a fan and not endure any fear of missing out and just enjoy the event. And I can say with the utmost sincerity that I believe Brock Lesnar is the best in-ring performer that I have ever seen. I know it's an opinion. Let's get it out the way. It's an opinion. And if you want a, if, if, if and if you want a cool quote, here it is. I think he is the best in-ring performer of all time. I thought his performance at the Rumble was a clinic on how to establish yourself, how to establish those around you, establish a championship, establish the importance of one event. He did so in less than 30 minutes. And I certainly don't have the skill set to do that. And it was awesome to be able to see a masterclass man put on a clinic on what to do and how to do it and it was really impressive and it, he says I uh, when, when uh, Sports Illustrated said so you're saying Brock is the best ever with a question mark and John says I really do think so I genuinely think he has a good understanding of who he is I think he's the best at when he needs to be dominant he's the best in situations of jeopardy he makes people better he still has a mystique about him that will draw eyeballs to watch him and when he does he never disappoints now i'm not gonna keep reading the whole interview but that is the gist of what we're talking about here so i have four different opinions on this podcast and uh i i want to know i'm gonna start with my with my immediate co-host uh q flow because he just said i didn't hear the all time part how do you feel about that comic q well Originally, I was gonna say he was right because you gotta think, you gotta add like he look look how old Les like Lesnar's old, but he's still like he's still in this destroying people like we seen him destroy thirteen grown men at the Royal Rumble, but I can't say of all time, of all time no 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 sir and Cena you should be ashamed you had great matches with the greatest of all time in-ring performer, the Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle. What are we talking about? You know what? Hey, that's a good one. So your personal opinion, Kurt Angle is the greatest in-ring performer of all time? Yes. All right. We can get along just just right. Uh, prime time. Well, my opinion is I love Brock. Brock is in my, my personal top five, but like his... How can I put it? His first run was just, like, of him being dominant. I think if he would have took his first run 
of how he wrestled and brought it into this style of this run, then they'll probably be like, he's one of the greatest. But we had that, that slew of years where he was just suplex city. That kind of brought him down. But his overall production of what Cena said is true to a point. But I wouldn't call him the greatest of all time. Who would be your greatest of all time? See the Kurt or Shawn Michaels for me, or Flair. It's them three. Wrestling, wrestling wise, performing wise, I would say it's them three. They're up there. But yeah. Okay. Uh, Lee Sketch, your comments. So I'm gonna borrow a line from Q Flow. Uh oh. Somebody gonna have to run me to fade. Okay. <laughs> hey. Okay. <laughs> what? I want to know how much Vince said he would pay John if he went on Sports Illustrated and said Brock was the greatest of all First time. First of all, Vince would have paid him and said Brock the King was the greatest of all time. But that didn't happen. And he probably would have said, you got to say Hogan's the greatest of all time. If Vince Hogan paid him. Hogan ain't putting butts in seats right now. Anyway, I'm not going to agree with him because I, I understand where y'all are coming from. Like, yeah, he is great at what he does. I just haven't watched wrestling for the span of time that I have. I have seen people who are better wrestlers have better personality and I feel like you can and can also be dominant. Because honestly, when I came back into wrestling, Brock was in that suplex city uh, oh. Error, and that kind of took me completely out of it for him. So, I ain't seen it for a dude since since uh, I've been watching. So, who's your greatest of all time? <sighs> I can agree with Kurt Angle. I can also agree with. I don't even want to say my own. I can see Shawn Michaels as well. I, I I think I would, it would have to be between those two for me. Uh huh. Um, I don't, I can't say off the top of my head. Again, I am the I am the novice on this show. I don't have as much mm. wrestling knowledge as all of you, but I got enough to be like I can't agree with that. Okay, well, like I said, first of all, I I I, I with primetime and Q Flow that primetime like he's not wrong. He's he yeah. he's really not wrong. Brock is a special talent. And yeah. I, I've watched Brock when he first came in 2002 and how just so crazy athletic this guy was. Cause this the, man won the title in like his first like what, three, four months? Exactly. And then on top of that, like he's, he's just he's crazy huge, but crazy athletic at the same time. Now, his right. second run, remember, he came back in 2012. His suplex thing didn't start until 2015. For three years, he was putting on good matches without suplex Actual City. matches. Yeah, actual matches. Actual moves. Actual matches. Yeah. yeah. CM Punk's on that, but as he got older, he had to find something different to keep the fans interested. And granted, from two, 2015 to 2017, everybody was on Suplex City. The shirts were selling. When he cared. When huh? he cared, though. Because, you know, some matches where he don't care, you can tell he don't care. It's like yeah, okay, Orton. yeah. Like, 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 granted, Dean Ambrose, he didn't care. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I was, so it, it was a thing, like, you know, people that Brock respects kind of thing. But and, I really, 
Because look, Pete Brock will see. Pete, Pete, I don't think Brock gets enough credit because Brock will bump and sell his ass off and make a match look really good if he got that respect for you. If that bag right. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, also I don't even think thing. it's about the bag. I just think it's if he respects you, honestly. Because it's like this: he he made look as much as I love him. NQ loves him. He made Goldberg like a million bucks in Survivor Series. Uh-huh. When Goldberg was just getting back in there, and he barely couldn't move. But you know what I'm saying? But he made Goldberg look great. Yes, he did. He made AJ Styles. He made uh, there was a match with AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Daniel Bryan, he Seth Rollins. He made them worth watching. Of course, he didn't do it right with Dean Ambrose. Undertaker was old, but you know what? He still bumped his ass off Undertaker at SummerSlam and Hell in a Cell, uh-huh. which made decent matches. So, you know, I gotta give him credit what's due. Now, when it comes to all time. You're in that conversation where you got to think about because I'm on prime time stay because I'm gonna add one more because he said Kurt of course because that's, that's my favorite wrestler, Sean, Flair and you got to add Bret Hart in there also. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Now yeah. see now now but once again it's kind of like if you go to basketball real quick and people says who's the greatest of all time right and everybody's going to automatically say Jordan correct. Not really. Uh, Some people may have a direct Most likely. Others. Yeah, okay. I would say 90% uh-huh. will say Jordan. But once again, the question is, what is your criteria? Because if your criteria is championships, then Bill Russell should be number one. Uh-huh. Because he has 11. We don't give him as much credit as he should be. We don't give, we don't give him that much credit. But is that the criteria or it's not? So the question is, when the way Cena's looking at it is, what is the criteria? Because let's be real here. Brock, if you talk about in-ring work, I will put Brock up there with the four names I just mentioned. But then I also got to put in, when it comes to wrestling-wise, who people can't pay to come see. Mm-hmm. And let's be real, people came to pay to come see Flair and Lesnar. Yeah. Nobody paid that much to see Sean. Yeah. Because Sean, when he was on top, had the worst fiscal year in WWE yeah. history. But I uh, feel uh, like it's more uh, of a... T- you got to have a total... Because it's sports entertainment, it's not just wrestling. I'm saying, this is the whole total package. That's what I'm saying. Brock has a whole total package. So does Flair. Also. That's why... Because here's the thing. Kurt Angle, as much as I love Kurt Angle, he, in my opinion, was the one who picked this up the most. Mm-hmm. Who came from Olympic wrestling to professional wrestling and just made it worth worth the while? And he had a great character, and he had one of the best rookie years of all time. But he was like everybody was like he didn't he wasn't healed enough to me. Like I want to see him get his ass kicked. He wasn't he wasn't like when Kurt Angle came back, you know, or you know when, when, when Kurt Angle had certain programs. It wasn't like his ratings on SmackDown or, or viewership was was jumping. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. When Brock came back in 2012, everybody watched. Brock puts the people in the seats. He has that total package of he has one. He has the look. Two. He has the demeanor. That's the point of the whole part. He Brock Lesnar looks like a whole supreme fighting machine, not Kama Mustafa. Now, can I, can I interject? Yeah. I don't 
I think I personally don't like to put him up there because this clout didn't come just from being a wrestler like everybody else's did. He didn't come from... He's not a, a, a WWE homegrown talent or anything. He bought an... I don't, I don't want to say an audience, but he bought some interest with him. For where? Because remember, Brock didn't start in UFC. Yeah, he was a home. He is homegrown. He he's him and Ben. Now the thing is, him and Benjamin are NCAA champions. I understand that because, but if that was if being an NCAA champion was going to get you somewhere, then Shelton Benjamin would be in a totally different place. That's another. That's another thing. (laughs) But I'm just saying. But I mean, I'm just I. I don't know. I I think because I I don't have the attachment to him because he came around. Uh. In the time I guess when I was just not watching, uh-huh. and he just doesn't do it for me. And when I first, when I personally first heard of Brock Lesnar, it was not for WWE. Uh huh. It was for UFC. Okay. And I always looked at him as okay, cool. He wrestled. That's cool. But the the notoriety I I heard of him for was for UFC, not for WWE. First. Mm-hmm. That's just me personally. Okay, I understand that. Uh, it's just that that complete package went, like I said, him and Goldberg had similar packages. The only problem was Goldberg couldn't he he couldn't string together moves. Okay, he had them, which people would say he didn't. He had them. He just couldn't string them together. He couldn't make them flow. He couldn't. He couldn't make them flow, and that's and he was just did their impact. But once again. Goldberg sold the place he had the look. Goldberg is one of the, the highest money making wrestlers of all time, but he just don't have the work to follow that. Brock was the first one to have the look and the work follow that. I got a question though. So, uh-huh. do you think people say this because of like his personality? Like, like now he's the beast, but like back then he wasn't the beast. He was just Brock, and like. You know, Brock back then, I guess, had more fun because he was like a more of an actual character, not just the beast, not just this person that just stands there and talk while Paul you, you know, is talking. He sure more personality. I I think people feel this way about Brock is because, you know, honestly, because they put the championship on him. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, I guess, didn't help him at all. and with them putting a championship on him and then him not being able to defend it on minor pay-per-views and him not being there, and then he comes back for the big pay-per-views, that turns people off a lot. And then, I don't know why they blame that on Brock, though. But I'm saying, it's not Brock. It's, that's a Vince McMahon call. Brock's not yeah, saying, give, like, I'll come back, give me the championship. Brock's saying, like, Brock was brought back to be, you know, like John Lone, I said, to bring, you know, bring legitimacy back to the wrestling. But, uh, anybody else gets that. Anybody who's a champion gets that blame. It's not like, oh, well, it's not always. Well, I don't like this guy. This guy's a horrible champion. They're not saying, well, that's the writers and Vince McMahon doing that. It's not that guy. People, when you won't put asses in the seats, they're not saying, oh, it's Vince McMahon. I mean, you're right. But also, Bruno San Martino did the same thing. What? He had the championship. He wasn't performing every night. Again, exactly. I have no frame of reference for that. So, like Bruno, well, Samar- I think what she means is like how we say gender is a bad champion. 
Yeah. But then, like, they, somebody else is a. Okay, well. No, no, no. I think Jenner in the ring was just terrible. That's kind of why I didn't like He was pretty bad. He was, he was pretty bad. Yeah. But. <laughs> I mean, I understand what what where he was going with that with the example. Yeah, Jinder Mahal was bad. I mean, I, I agree. I'm look. It's like it, it's hard because at first, all, all people hear is John Cena said Brock, and I'm like, and, and they're gonna jump on him for that. But I'm like, if you dissect it a lot, same because I'm just like this because hey, look, Kurt Angle. I say he had excellent matches with Kurt Angle. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, if he had the opportunity, I think he would have an excellent match with Shawn Michaels. Oh, don't, uh, don't do that to me. Exactly. I'm gonna say, but he just never got the opportunity to have that that show stealing match with Shawn Michaels because there was there was on two different brands at the time. Man, so, they huh? Man, they could have they switched. They could have done some opposite series. So, yeah. I mean, it, it probably could, but you know, it, it just it just never worked out because both of them in their second runs. Is like you know, damn, that, they are pretty good. It's just that my only thing that's stopping me is the criteria. But the only thing I can't do is I just can't put him over Flair. And the order, because because that me, I'm a Flair mark. Also, I started with Flair in WWE. I never started with Hogan. I started with Flair. And in my personal opinion, Flair's body of work is better than Hogan's, which makes him greater. In my yeah, opinion. Flair likes to give, though, mean, as well. <laughs> what you say, Pro? I said Flair likes to give. Like he likes to let his opponent shine and stuff. Yeah. But Hogan doesn't doesn't do that. Yeah, that was Flair's career. You be that is the whole story that they always tell. You beat down Flair the whole match, and he yeah, cheats to win. Yeah. He barely he barely gets out the win. He barely gets out the win. And look at the careers that Flair has made when it came to Luger, when it came to Sting. When it came to Barry Windham, like as well. Steamboat, yeah, he he made he made their careers. I'm like, so it's hard to put it over there. Once again, not saying that Brock didn't make nobody, but you know, saying uh, Brock was like like a, a legit you know thing where it's just like, man, you can't play around with that. But I'm surprised nobody, uh, at least from Q and ladies, no, no, nobody mentioned Stone Cold. Stone Cold wrestling wise, I don't think people really That's give him credit. After, 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 you know he's my favorite. After who was it? Owen Hart broke his neck. No, the uh, man has been nothing that. but the man is nothing but yelling in your face. Two middle fingers, crack a beer, Stone Cold stunner. Now and listen here now, Q. Well, we can run the fade. But what? <laughs> what? <laughs> listen, what? I love Stone Cold. What? But. Wrestling wise, I don't think I could. I mean, see, people would make that argument about Flair. About what? I feel like some. I feel like people would would try and would try and make the same argument. I mean, yeah. Now, now, granted, now that that was a Stone Cold character, but you you can't forget about he, his name was the Ringmaster for a reason. You know, he did have that good tattoo. You know, Holly, you know, the Hollywood Bonds. Hollywood with, Bonds. Yeah. Yeah. With uh um. Brian Pillman, Brian, Brian. and yeah. then he was, you know, he was a, a legit wrestler when he was United States champion in WCW. So stunning, Steve Austin. A, a, but you said Stone Cold Steve Austin. I get that. Well, look, I mean, Stone Cold most likely got his notoriety for doing stuff outside of the ring, though. That's why he got more popular. Uh-huh. And then when he got in the ring, he could still beat you and stuff. But it was like, 
I guess more people were into the different kinds of work rate. It was you know, a, like his, the great hearts. He I yeah. think he won more over on personality and character. Than, yeah, character development for him was bigger than wrestling getting over. Mm-hmm. Because I don't that's I, I think that's one of the things now that la- that's lacking. I don't think that I think fans more so now I don't know if the mystique of Brock Lesnar is going to beat out the fact that we don't we only see him but so much at this point. And you can't you can't bank on the fact that people who are watching right now have been watching for ever and ever cuz the people who like you who have been watching forever and ever y'all not the target audience no more. Yeah. People living in the now. And it's like right now that might be old. You you know what? I, I can agree, but I, I, I do say like I said, I do agree with Cena for to a certain extent, but I can't call him of all time when I do have, you know, Kurt, Sean, and Flair and Hart up there also. But he that. is in that conversation. I'll say I'll with, uh, I'll give him that he he moves mm-hmm. the needle. With, yes. with all these other folks. But like, I don't know if I can call him the greatest of all time. Because I'll, all four of those names I just mentioned, if you take out Kurt Angle because you already had that match, I would love to see a match. I would love to see him have a match with Flair in the 80s. Not, not, not now. Because, <laughs> don't say that one too loud because he might hear you. No, I'm going to say he had a match with Flair already and it, and it was he just killed and Flair. And he destroyed Flair. He yeah, destroyed that was, him. Again. That was the match where he was supposed to fight uh, Stone Cold. Exactly. Again, don't say it too loud. He still might come back and then he'll call Offset for an entrance. Don't do it. Uh, okay, I'm done. That's gross. Austin ain't coming back. <laughs> no, no, not Austin. Flair. It's a Flair, yeah. So, but I'm, but one one day, Lesnar is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh no no no! Yeah. For sure, I'm not yeah. going to dispute you on that. It's just, oh yeah, you know. Yeah, as soon as he becomes eligible, he's in there, just like Batista. He, mm-hmm. he as soon as he's in there, he, he he's in there. So, mm-hmm. uh, move, moving on real quick. So, uh, Edge return at the Royal Rumble, and. Oh, yeah. Uh, Edge has come back. Looks pretty good. Looks old. He looks every uh, bit of forty six. I'm saying. I mean, he, he's older. You know, what I'm saying. I, 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 I didn't say yeah. you know that's a horrible thing, but he looks every bit of forty six. Yeah, yeah, cool. like, I know he got, he got like the, you know his, he said his eyes and stuff. But if he wants to just dye his beard the regular color of the regular brown instead of having that gray patch, would he still look as old as he do just because the gray throw it off? No, he looks beat. No, to me, to me, it's the eyes. Okay. Yeah. All right, them eyes look weathered. It's like here's the thing: you can you can dye your hair, as uh, my mom always told me, you can dye your hair and all of that, pull your face back, but them hands, and that neck, and your eyes is gonna tell how old you really are. Uh huh. Well, uh, them eyes must be very old because he got he, he's seen enough to sign a nine million dollar contract. Yeah. So, but he only signed us because AEW uh, came with him with the same offer. Oh, oh, so that's called going. leverage. So, yeah, Edge was in talks, you know, back in August mm-hmm. uh, with AEW because Vince was not going to let Edge come back and wrestle. I see. So he went to some independent doctors and stuff like that, and he he was cleared to to come back. So, 
AEW made the Bret Hart type deal of $9 million for three years. That's $3 million a year. That's crazy. That's what they call old school Bret Hart money. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gave Edge his own personal ring at home so he can train and get back into shape. And they really did not want my man to go to AEW. So, yeah. So uh, when, when they did that, then they came and then they matched the offer. But it, not, let's be real. What Edge had? Because AEW was offering Edge a backstage role plus some matches here and then, about maybe about five matches a year. Uh-huh. Now, do we really think Edge would have went to AEW? I mean, in reality. If they really wasn't willing to wrestle, maybe. In reality, yeah, it, 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 it would have made sense. sense. Yeah, he, I think he he would he would have heard him out. Uh huh. He would heard about, but then you know, say so, him coming over back to WWE, like I said, it's a good thing. And of course, I know he's gonna want to work with the people he trusts. That's why we got this Randy Orton program going on right now. Uh-huh. So now we have seen Daniel Bryan get injured. WWE not clear him, and then it's the same cycle though. Him threatening, him getting cleared by other doctors. WWE not want to clear him. Him threatening to leave and go somewhere else, and WWE get, get one to put them back in there. That's called leverage for you. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened to Dave Bryan, and like I said, it happened to Edge. This could happen to Paige also. That would be wonderful. <laughs> Now, the only I wouldn't way, mind seeing Paige again. <clears throat> I would love to see Paige again. But you know, I've see, been seeing her all over my timeline today. I'm like, all right, I'm sick of seeing her today. Uh, well, I mean, she 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 has been over people's timeline recently. But uh, I would love to see her come back and wrestle and, and get that second opinion, you know. But uh, would you like to see her lead ODE or, or 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 try to try to bring her talent somewhere else? Because it looks like what's happened is when they get cleared by these other doctors, because WWE just swears up and down they they do not want to. Uh, clear these people because I don't think nobody was at loss. They don't hand. want the liability. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah, that's like, all it is. At some point, are you more of a liability, a liability or an asset? And you are more of a liability if I just <clears throat> if I let you wrestle here, but then you could become an asset to someone else, and I can't allow that. Uh huh. Hence AEW. Yeah, you you are right about that. So. With this nine million dollar contract, you already know some of this is going to be that Saudi Arabia blood money. It definitely is, and some people getting the axe so they could pay his ass. It's <laughs> but, uh, Mojo Riley ain't flying people. over there. He ain't flying over there no more. I'm surprised people are actually going back. I'm surprised too, but I don't think they have a choice at this point. I mean, look. I mean, I look. If I'm Roman Reigns, I'm, if I don't want to go back, I'm going to say I don't want to go back. What y'all going to do, fire me? No. Look, no, but it could be a breach of contract also. They, it's bre- yeah. Even though they're independent contractors. Oh, yeah. They have shitty contracts. Well, then <laughs> take it. I mean, huh, I don't know what. He's going to make me dog food. See, here's, here's, here's the thing. Roman is Vince's top guy right now, right? Yeah. So Roman has that little pool, but Roman don't got the pool where it is if you lead a company or I punish you we hurting yeah see Daniel Bryan don't that's, care Cena don't that's what I'm care saying, like, if you big you don't care I mean it's like I'm, I'm what saying, you but, gonna do fire me I don't care no I'm just yeah. saying but look I'm not put, you, you, gotta, you, 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 you gotta think like Roman in here I'm not gonna put Roman on the level of Daniel Bryan or Cena 
He uh, can't go to the Indies and, and make a and <clears throat> make a living for real, probably like Daniel Bryan could. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not just going to say that. I'm just saying, but you know, R- Reigns being a top guy, you know, he making top guy money. It is his responsibility. Right. It is his responsibility to lead that company. Being a top guy is not just about wrestling. It's about going on Good Morning America, going on Sports Center, going on the you know Susan G. Coleman, and, and going to all these activities that they send you out to, and upholding the company in in the right manner. He's a locker room leader, so yeah, yeah. I guess they figure they can get him to go. He can convince other people to go. I thought last time he said he wasn't going after that. After whatever happened with him on the plane. I, I mean, I, once again, if he don't go back, like once again, nothing with Roman Reigns has been confirmed for Super Showdown in three weeks. I haven't really seen much of anything. So I haven't been looking for it, I guess. But. Maybe Roman is a part of that list with Daniel Bryan, Cena, and Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, of who's not going to be over there. Now, granted, the smaller guys, you may be pissed, but you can say, I'm not going and then sometimes you can probably lose your job and lose all your money. I mean, if oh, you, you, no, they you, they probably won't lose a job. They'll you know, give you like no, a little revival they and be like, that. you can't go nowhere. I know uh, one person for sure is going is Manny from Tone Saudi because he's going to win. He, I know that's an automatic win for him. Who? Oh. The, the Saudi Arabian dude, Manny Mansour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he like, he be ready automatic. for these flights. But see, look, <laughs> Brock is going over there. Brock got his, I must say, Brock, Brock got that personal job. Brock he got like, Bro, like yeah, I got, I got the uh, out of here. Uh, then you got uh, then obviously Ricochet just won, so you know Ricochet gonna go over there. So I mean, so so, so you, you, they they got a show, they got a deal, and I mean, it's a part of a contract. Everybody can't just protest and say no. I mean, they can if they want to. You can sit it. You can sit with your arms folded on the plane, but you going like there's <laughs> nothing you can do. Yeah, so, and I mean, and then once again, people look at that money like, man, look, I, I got stuck on that, that that damn flight problems, but them million dollar checks be looking good, though. I just bet. So, like I said, so you, you already know Edge is going to be this and Crown Jewel later in the year. That's, that's how you going to pay this man his three, three million for three years. I mean, nine million for three years. I'm not mad at it at all, bro. Get the bag. Bro, if that was me, I'm especially I'm, if you only do a special attraction, I'm saving two million a year. Saving two million a year, and so, so I, I can end about this deal with six million, spend three million. And not to mention, they are also paying best fits. So you are right. Get your money. You are right. So yeah, I I, I wanted to uh, throw that out there first, also uh, before we move on. And uh, so I, I do want to move on to this. So, as we all know, we all being black folks on this podcast, it's Black History Month. So, uh, at the Super Bowl, they did the whole NFL 100, which I think, despite how everybody feels about the NFL and, and the shit that's been happening on in the NFL, when it comes to the NFL 100, they do a good job with this stuff. And they, and they had another commercial that I reacted to, which was called The Next 100, because I liked the 100 commercial they had last year. And this Is was that called- the one with the little boy racing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was that was a good commercial. That was a great commercial. That that was called the next one hundred. You you had all the legends in there, just like you did. I think B Dog was in this one this time. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so it it got me to thinking, right? 
And now, granted, I don't, I mean, it is possible, but I'm not going to make us come with the, the top 100 wrestlers of all time. But it's Black History Month. We need to notify, our, you know, talk about our people. So, starting next week, I want to bring uh, up, which is going to be, we're going we're gonna to list the top, I, I believe we can do it, the top 50 African American men and women in uh, professional wrestling. Are we like, is this a group project or our own personal list? <laughs> I was say, you want us individually to come up with 50 names. I feel I'm like saying, that's a lie. I feel no. Well, I'm well, not being up for the challenge because he got men and women. He said, look, look, like I said, I mean, me probably being up for the challenge, but what I, I think what it's going to do, what we're going to do is next week, we're going to do 50 to 39. Okay. okay. Then the next week, okay. we'll go down to 38 to 20, you know, like, like, you know, uh, or 50 to 40, and then, 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 you know, 39 to 20, you know, stuff like that, all the way till we get to number one. Cool. <clears throat> How are we going to, like, Judge this. How how's the judging? How, well, honestly, I figured that. Well, well, right now, we I mean we gonna have a good like good debate about it. I'm just trying to have a, a little decent debate about it now. Of uh, what do you think criteria is like? I was just asking, uh, Lady Sketch. In in our personal opinions, who are the top five greatest? Af- our personal top five. Personal top five, African American wrestlers, men or women. All men are women. Okay. Booker is up there. Of course. He's up there. Uh-huh. Rock, of course. Uh, the Rock. The Rock. Uh, uh, do we put New Day up there? Yeah, Kofi, is he, is he up there now? Because he's still kind of like... Yeah. See, the thing is, now when you got fit, when you got 50 names, it's like, do I put Kofi in my top 10? Because in my opinion, Kofi's in my top 20, 25. And he's not my top, my top 10. I mean, not top 5, not at all. Because I don't Mark put, Henry. I'm about to say I don't Mark put Kofi Mark over Mark Henry. Henry. I don't put Kofi over Ron Simmons. I don't put Kofi. I don't even put Kofi over Jay Lethal. Ooh. Okay. Oh, okay. See, we're branching out of the. Yeah, yeah, we doing all. Yeah, we 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 we're doing we're doing all. So it means if Jay Lethal, I mean hell, if you want to put Isaiah Cassie on your list, you can. I mean, I'm putting Monty Brown. Stop it. The alpha male. Stop it. Stop the it. Man. Oh, yeah. He's number 51. <laughs> nah, New Jack is number 51. <laughs> no, New Jack is number 1006. I'm not. New Jack. DMP. New Jack can't even sniff this list. No, he can't. Not at all. I'm not even going to get Don't put no. Uh, Usos don't count, Q. I know they don't count. No, <laughs> just in case you trying to sneak them on there. <laughs> I know they don't count. Uh, <clears throat> Naomi count. Yeah, oh, she damn sure she do. Yeah, yeah, she do. She do. Like, but see, it, it makes the list a little bit. That's why I say it, it's it's easy to do because see now it brings a debate because now look at last time we, we I had done an African American list for wrestlers in like two years. Look how it's grown. Look at the African Americans that we have gotten. We have gotten Keith Lee's. We've gotten Velveteen Dreams. We have got Bianca Belair's. Oh, yeah. We have got Ember Moons. Uh-huh. So we, we, we have we have really grown in the list. If you go over, we got Big Swole now. Yeah. Awesome Con has been. Yeah, I'm listening. Awesome. I just want to ask. So is it a thing where it's like 
<clears throat> do the new people just automatically go further down the list? See, here's the thing. In my personal opinion, Velveteen Dream is high for me. Yeah. Because, you know, what we want to calculate in this list is, one, the impact on the wrestling business, Mm -hmm. obviously. Championships is like rings. Championships do count. Yeah. Uh, In-ring performance counts. Character counts. Okay. And let's see, we're all on social media. This is the impact that they have on the culture. Because representation does matter. So, but <clears throat> black folks will love to see Velveteen Dream. White folks love to see Velveteen Dream. But they damn sure don't want to see Coco Beware. You hate, he hate Coco Beware. I don't like him. I don't like him. So I mean, much. Coco Beware, look. I thought he was done. Who are we putting over? Okay, so hold on, though. So are we putting, I just want to see, I just want to see how we going to attack this who, who who's getting who's getting put on the list higher, Papa Shango or the, or whatever his other gimmick was, Godfather? Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> well, see, okay, so I I figure all those will be accounted for where his place on the list is, and right. Charles Wright has is uh he's done really well when it comes to. Switching characters and making them kind of believable, so they will all combine in, in, in his like overall ranking, kind of like you know King, uh, like King Mabel. Okay. <clears throat> now he's not that, high on not my list. That's not a character I would pick. Right. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying? but you know, it's like when you look at Booker T, you look at the King Booker gimmick, you look at Harlem Heat, you look at all that stuff and all the things that he accomplished in his career. Oh, he's definitely high on the list. Yeah. Like Booker T in wrestling for me is like Kobe Bryant in basketball. Okay. He's that okay. one. He's done but so we much. know who the Jordan is. Yeah. Cause the Jordan okay. we all know Jordan is the rock. Yeah. He's done the most. And he has he's had the most impact. So we all know who that Jordan is, you know what I'm saying? So obviously the rock's probably gonna be one on everybody's list unless somebody really wants to start a debate and say some some other uh, not smart choice. Honestly, I, I don't know who you would choose for. But yeah, so I figured. Net- so I got some questions because sure. I got I got a lot of lower people that people might not know about. Like I I will put Two Cold Scorpio on my list, but I don't think like Cure or uh, Lady <laughs> Sketch will know who that is. Lady Sketch knows who Two Cold Scorpio. We don't want the school. We, we step. step. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This nigga do a, a moonsault leg drop. Yeah. Yo, yo, man, don't hit too cold, man. Too cold is the man. This nigga do a, a moonsault leg drop. A he can't do a moonsault leg bounce. drop. That is. That, I've seen it. That's great. It's, that that's does not negate the the we don't walk, we step. We step to school. That was funny. funny. He's too cold. He's too cold. That a uh, flash funk suck, but yeah, too cold, Scorpio. Whew. Uh, uh, yeah, oh yeah, so yeah, so I mean, two cold Scorpio. I mean, you know, uh, oh yeah, if Kiki was to types of men, he could look above and be like, watch a match, yeah, him and D Malenko on ECW and be like, yeah, the boy cold. Y'all not trying to get Brutus played on. Is he nah. black though? No, I'm just being. I'm black? just being smart. I don't know. I'm, I'm just say, being smart. I think he. Uh, I, I, I feel like he might be mixed. Because he, but he on Fox News, so the little bit he had is going there. I'm about to say because he act like an urban youth a lot. Mm, he does. 
<clears throat> but no, I I was just I was just poking fun. I don't know. I don't really care. So, what, what's some of the other questions, Brian? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to. Oh, he's uh, he's, he's his his dad's black and his mom's white. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he would count then. No, I no, okay. I I really he's not on the list. I was just being sarcastic. I, I mean, like Ernest the Cat Miller would be like my number fifty. Everybody like slick. <laughs> Bruh. Okay, so it's like if you what put about Norma Smiley? y'all doing y'all best, y'all doing y'all best not to mention them. Them. Uh, ooh, yeah. or I can't say that on here. You either. said the whole. Oh, Norman Smiley was good. I want to know who you talking about now. Oh, I'm about to say Crime Time. Is he talking about uh, JTG oh. and Shag Gaspar? Oh, Crime Time? Listen, yeah. he out here uh, power robbing people <laughs> in the 7 Eleven because they trying to rob everybody. I mean, he get a spot. Here's the thing, though Crime Time probably would have been on this list maybe two, three years ago. Yeah, but, but had, since had so much I, but since I've seen Street Profits, since I've seen uh, the Primetime Players, you know, Crime Time is kind of like, oh, you kind of fall back a little bit, bro. I think yeah, you fell back when uh, Stone Cold gave him, when uh, Steve, uh, what's his name? Santino gave him a uh, Cobra, and this man did like a divine. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> We gonna add? Are we gonna add the bull who wore the who wore the uh, bandana or the Nexus? Oh, Michael Tarver! Michael oh, Tarver! No. Oh my god! No. Oh my god! That man like number one hundred and one. He had to be a valet for uh, Floyd. He was like, "Yeah, I, I ain't with this." Yeah, no, that no, he is him. I'm sorry, baby, old David Otunga. Oh, no, 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 they, they that's what I say. There, there are just some black folks that's out there. Like, Jackson, not him either. Oh, yeah, the reins. Come on, man. Oh, well, was he black? Wait, is he black? Who? He said Luther Reigns. Uh, is that to do with the, with the weird looking I mean, high top or whatever? Yeah, he had a weird looking high top. He, 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 he did have some big lips, Curry but I don't think he's black, though. He has some big lips, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think he classifies as black, or or he may be mixed. I don't know. He may he may get that Vin Diesel thing going on right now. But so many funny names. Vin Diesel just, just ambiguous like, as hell. I'm not gonna start. So what would you say, Prime? I said I got so many funny names to think of, but I'm not gonna start. Uh, <laughs> I said, you might as well get it out now. I can say, uh, Rocka, Rocka Khan. What's the name? Rocka Khan, right? R- Rocka Khan. No. <laughs> oh, bro. Oh, man. No, Rocka I can't Khan. I can't do Rocka Khan. I mean, like, Sojo Boat was better, but I mean, like, but Awesome Khan. Rock, Rocka Khan, no thank you. This one that of my freaks. <laughs> Rocka Khan was funny. Rocka Khan was weird, and Kurt ain't gonna like her, I think. Yeah, because so, like I said, we got tons to think of. You, you, and if you think about the like Leo Rush on that list too. You gonna put double the freeze yeah. in there? Stop it! <laughs> put the double the freeze in there. And and now since you add the women, it's it's really going to make some interesting lists. So what I think we should do is we come up. Each of us come up with with, with our fifty to our number fifty to number forty um list, right? Fifty to forty-one. We each next week uh, say who's our number fifty to forty-one, and then we come to an agreement who those 
who those slots belong to. Then then that will be the list going forward. And then once we, we'll do that every week, and then once we're done, we have all agreed on what the definitive top 50 African-American wrestlers list is by the end of Black History Month. All right, so no Tamina, right? No. Come on now. I didn't care if she wasn't a Jar Rule video. Listen. I was about to say, she, she, she's not black though, right? No, we just, yes. being, we just being facetious. Oh, All right. Listen, I don't know if the time all going to put her in there. Say what? Oh, no, the time no, they ain't going to put her in there. She be 51 or 50 just for, yeah. you know. So, yes, all Hall of Famers count in uh, past and present. Oh, and, and, I'm looking at a list. Taz is black? Who? I thought Taz was Italian because he is an olive skin. Taz, oh, yeah. I think he was, yeah, I thought he was. He's Sicilian. I he's believe. Sicilian. What's your name? Well, Fat D Lo now. I'm pretty what? sure that they. People just putting people in the list because they yeah. don't know. I mean, but you know, you know, look, you got Ernie Ladd, you got Junkyard Dog, you got so. If, if, hey, Rock and D Lo, come on now. This man is. <laughs> you're right. Now, look, now, if people don't. If, if anybody's not familiar. With some of them, because there's list, there's list out there, but if somebody's not familiar with the wrestlers, we all got Google, we all got the phones, we can go do our research, watch some yeah. matches, you know, watch, look at their accomplishments. What, what'd you say? Yeah, she does. You count? Me okay. and him does Please. count. All right. She does. All right. She identifies with Blazing. Yeah. So she does count for both sides. If we do, if we, if we was doing, you know, like an Asian list, she'll count for that too. So yeah, so I me and him does count. What'd you say? Marty Bell. Marty Bell? Marty. <laughs> I'm just thinking of uh, Jade and, uh, what's that other girl name? A tattoo partner. Marty. Jade and Marty. House. I'm trying to think, who, who, who's, who is that? From the dollhouse in TNN. Oh, God. Stop. Look. <laughs> I mean, they can't, I mean, they probably can't. Fun taunting you. I know, I'm saying, but yeah. Uh, I it's... have so many ridiculous names I can think of. Oh, right yeah. And, and, so I'm saying, say, so, but. And once again, honestly, there 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 are a lot of good African Americans. I don't think me and him gonna make my list. Probably not. Not yet. You're not yet. I'm like, especially little Because I, yeah, I about to say with, with all the women, with the women that's out there also, yeah, me and him, I don't think he's making my list. So, yeah, but he gotta make news for Bad News Brown. You know what? Bad News wasn't that bad though. <laughs> he was solid. Him and um, what's the doing name for the nation? I forgot already. Uh, Ahmed Johnson. Oh, Ahmed Johnson. See, I'm curious to see where you will put Ahmed Johnson on your list. Because oh, Ahmed Johnson was a problem. So I'm, I'm curious, but he was good. Yeah, he was good. He was he was solid. Very solid. Yeah, so like I said, we could talk about this all day, but I'm saying, but so next week, 50 to 41. Okay. okay. We will come, we'll come back 50 to 41. Everybody writes their own list. Then we're going to come back and debate and figure out who should be in that 50 spot to all the way down uh, to, to 41. And then we'll move on to the next week. I think I think it'll be a, a little fun thing to do. Oh, yeah. we should do it for women. We could do it too. March coming up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, so now, right now, we're going to take it to me and Prime Time's review of the Wednesday Night War what? NXT versus. Uh, um, AEW. So I'm sorry, I got this. So uh, you guys can check that out right here. Welcome back to the Wednesday Night War section of the No Gimmicks University podcast, and this is the, this is the time where me and Prime Time take over and talk about 
the Wednesday Night War, NXT versus AEW, who won for the week. So we got a lot of things happening this week with the Dusty Classic finals happening on NXT side. Plus, we have uh, a grueling six-man tag as the main event, and John Moxley uh, responds to Chris Jericho right before their uh, match of Revolution. So, uh, starting off with NXT, uh, we start off with a match between Finn Balor versus Trent Seven, which I would say was a hard-hitting matchup. For like, uh, first of all, I like how Finn Balor drop kicked Trent Seven as he was doing his slow roll to the ring. I thought that was cool. Did you see that that what started the match? He's quote unquote hurt his larynx or something. Who did Trent Seven? Yes. Oh word! I did not know that. Quote unquote, Finn Balor attacked him and damaged his larynx. Oh, so he can't talk. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> can't breathe. Yeah, that was that was the story. Oh my goodness! So well, um, they uh. Uh, have a good match. There's a point where Trent Seven's about to go do a moonsault off the top. Finn Balor knocks him down. He, he falls on his head. Kind of scary moment there. Finn Balor hits the coup de gras and then picks him up for a 19-16 and wins the matchup. So Finn Balor picks up the win here, obviously giving him some heat in, for that Gorgano match. This is the first time on NXT that Finn Balor has felt like a true heel to me. Well, yeah, I can understand. Uh, but how do you feel I, about the match? He just felt kind of, kind of like, I guess, selfish or the limelight. I guess you can say. Uh huh. Like, I just want to be in the spotlight, but now he kind of felt evil here. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so good opening match to get the NXT thing started. Uh, Shazi Blackheart is coming out in her little tank. Shout out to the Indies versus uh Diana Perrazzo. Uh, first, first of all, first, of, well, I went to the end of the match. No, 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 no. no, 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 no you, you can say first of all. What's up? Marvel would not. Did you hear what he said during this match? No, I did. I missed what he said. Okay, so it's this uh, this female singer with green hair named Billy something, uh-huh. and he said, <laughs> "Marvel said, shot said Blackheart just dominated like another green haired, multicolored haired uh, Billy Lights just dominated the Grammys." It was like. That was just too much for me. <laughs> that line just stuck out. That line stuck out the most of every line. Well, oh, uh, I, I, okay. Well, the the line that that uh, stuck out for me was when it, the next segment happened. But did um, decent little match by these two, but it was short. And uh, uh, Sasha Blackheart hits the, her her top rope senton, which does not look better than Akira hours. But uh, still picture the win over Diana Perrazzo. It looked like she missed her for a second. It, it didn't it? And I was like, okay, well, I mean, it, it was all right. I mean, I, I seen better ones in the indies. Uh, next up is Keith Lee, a.k.a. Swole Theo, comes out to the ring. And this was this was the line that that, that stuck with me, where Maronado said, Keith Lee used the Mamba mentality to win the oh, yeah. <laughs> No, because he said it, and then he explained it. It was like... You don't need to explain. He's like, he used the mama mentality of late, uh, Lakers fan Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant, which his man, I was like, Morrow. Explain the whole, like, bro, if you living under a rock, you obviously know what's going on, but I'm pretty sure the whole America knows what's going on right there. Not even, the, not even America, the whole world. The world not knows. just America. Exactly right. It's when, when icons die, the world knows, unless you living in, in, in the rainforest. But other than that, 
But I was just like, that's what it stuck out to me when he was like, he used the mamba mentality. I was like, no, that's going to be a thing for a minute for Ron, uh, for uh, Ronaldo, man. So, no, the mamba mentality part, I was like, okay, I can understand. But then when he kept going and kept going, I'm like, all right, Mar- all right, Mauro. Yeah, Mauro. Oh, oh, you going? You keep going. All right. Yeah. Okay, you're done, Mauro. It's like, oh my god, that's the one thing that I don't like that he does though, like. What? Yeah, oh, when yeah. he has to explain, when he has to explain his reference. Exactly. As yeah. a, but you know, because I, I think because that's because people like Corey Graves making fun of him and stuff like that. I'm like, look, I understand the rest of culture it, it has a different kind of demographic, but people do understand pop culture. Yes. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And just because you know it is a predominantly white demographic that's on wrestling, I'm pretty sure everybody knows Kobe and the Mamba mentality, so it's good, you know. But uh. Keith cuts a promo about how he won the North American Championship, and then all of a sudden, Damian Priest with the better Baron Corbin entrance. Because I was like, I like that entrance. Say what? I like it, but when you think about it, it's funny because he has to run to his jersey. <laughs> he do got to run right there in time. I'm like, it'd be dark. I'm like, I hope he don't trip. But, like, Baron Corbin just walked out in the light, walked straight. But this man, he got, he got one here and then one on this other side, then one in the middle. It's like, oh. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I know it was cool though. But Damian Priest comes out, holds the microphone, kind of like he's Xavier Woods from New Day, and yeah. uh, talks. And I'm like, this is the first time I heard Damian Priest talk. His voice does not he match. Sound him. Like, what do you sound like? Uh, Loki a little bit? Yeah, no, Loki. You know, he sound deeper than that. He's just like, I'm gonna tell you something, Keith. Uh, <laughs> you may not notice about me. I like to take things. I'm like, who is like this to, guy? I like to say women. I like to say, oh, okay. <laughs> so, as he said that, you know, he wants to take the North American Championship, but then all of a sudden, here comes Dominic Dajakovic as Marvel. Did they change said. his theme song or something? Huh? Did they change his theme song or something? I, honestly, I don't know what the first one sounded like. That's what I'm saying. Like, I could have sworn he had so difficult. This one sounded like a... It was like, go Dominic. That's what it sounded like to oh, me. Oh, God, he didn't change that shit. Uh, <laughs> so he comes out and says, you know, Keith Lee is the best. And, you know, they had their battles with anybody should be first in line chapter at North American Championship. It should be him, not this Maryland Manson lookalike. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you had me, Dominic. You had me. Um, so then that gets him a stare down. And then they get right into a matchup. And ain't no headlocks. They brawl where... Uh, Damian Priest gives him a racist edge on the apron. I'm like, oh yes, that oh, was already. Awesome. So yeah, that was that was that was nasty. <laughs> that was nasty. And then we come back from commercial. And then they already brought Dominic Dajakovic does a moonsault to the outside. He's six eight doing that. That thing mm-hmm. is crazy. Then uh, Damian Priest does his springboard uh, leap to the outside. I'm like these big guys doing all these kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, bro, please don't kill yourselves because. The Poison Rana from the top, Dominic Dajakovic landed straight on his neck awkwardly. And you could tell because uh-huh. he kept holding his neck. And I'm like, I hope he ain't turn no ligaments because that's going to put him on the shelf for a minute. But uh, he kicks out the uh, Poison Rana. Then he uh, knocks David Priest to the corner, hits the feast your eyes, and beats. <laughs> he hit it on the buzzer, too. Exactly. Uh, I do like, I like how they are getting more people behind Damian Priest and Dominic Dijakovic. Exactly. I mean, I ain't like that Priest lost because that was my point. But, uh... (laughs) I got points. But, I'm saying, like, I like, because, you know, when new people come in that has been, like, 
good everywhere else. They don't really get the same shine sometimes. So I'm yeah. glad that they kind of giving them that shine. Exactly. Uh, we get uh, a sighting of all three members from Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish down, uh, laying in the back out, uh, and uh, and Chopper with the baseball bat because he's letting everybody know that he is going to make Adam Cole accept him for so he can get Goldie back. Uh, then he has a table with uh, an X spray painted on the table. And with the X, Adam Cole uh, comes out, and Chopper wants obviously uh, to get Goldie back. And Regal announced that uh, you know Adam Cole is already going to be a championship match, and that Chopper is going to uh, sign the contract. Chopper puts Cole through a table, and well, no, wait, wait, I'm missing something because he he he, he got bloody somehow, right? Yeah, because uh, Adam Cole hit him in the head with the microphone. With the microphone, yeah, that's happened. So yeah, he would hit a microphone, but then he don't push him to the table, and then he uh, signs the contract, and then like wipes his head or wipes the blood on the contract. I'm like, that's some sick shit. Mm-hmm. I like it. Psycho, psycho killer. Psycho killer. So that's, that's gonna. Be, you think it's gonna be a regular match though? Uh, we'll see as the weeks progress. Okay. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they make it a TLC match or something. I don't know. You know how they like to spice things up. You're right. Next up, we got Tegan Knox taking on Dakota Kai, which I don't know if this is the blow-off match or not, but if it was... I hope it ain't. <laughs> I'm about to say, this was kind of... Uh, Dakota Kai tries to, you know, use the, the, the knee brace to attack Tegan Knox, and she keeps missing, tries to use a chair. It doesn't work. And I thought, in my opinion, for, for the heat that's behind this matchup, it underperformed. Mm-hmm. It underperformed a lot, and then out of nowhere, she hits the shiniest wizard, which I hate the name of that fisherman because it, it's she acting like it's the it'd be different if Kyrie Zane said the insanest elbow or the best looking elbow because she makes it look like it's the best damn elbow you've seen. I guess the knee the uh, the knee braces make it the shiniest. I get, but it ain't like, but it ain't even if even if that's the case, she don't cock her leg back extra. She don't put no extra stank on it. So I'm like, so it looks like any other shining wizard, if not worse. Yeah, but like it was one point in this match where like Tegan was like bent over the ropes and her head was out towards the ring, uh-huh. and Dakota had a chair. I thought Dakota, I was like, since they did the concerto, I thought Dakota was just about to whim in the head. Exactly, but then Candice oh, LeRae comes out and has injected herself. Randomly comes out. So I was like, okay. It has to inject herself in this shit. So, uh, but inject herself in a lot of matches. I I see. Exactly, but uh, Dakota Kai shines with her, and that's the match right there. So I'm guessing they may have a follow up at Takeover Portland. I'm not sure, but I'm assuming whatever match that they have is gonna be the last match, and Dakota's gonna cheat to win. Because technically, uh, Tegan Knox cheated here to win. So you know, you right. Candice, Candice LeRae shouldn't have been there, so you're absolutely right about that. Smack that against the head with the uh, brace. Uh, next woman's match is Caden Carter taking on the Chelsea Green. So she made her debut at the Royal Rumble. Didn't last long, but now it's going to be her first NXT debut against Caden Carter. And once again, this match was not that long neither, as Chelsea Green is, try- is kind of dominating, and then she takes too much time to taunt, and then Caden Carter rolls her up for her first win on NXT. Uh-huh. So, That's I mean... Both huh? 
her first win has both names. Exactly. So, uh, I thought I thought that that, that was kind of cool having Katie Carter win the match. I mean, I don't know what they played on doing with Chelsea Green. I thought. I, I, so I have a question, right? Yeah. So, you got all these people, these indie women that come from all over, and they're really, like, never used on TV. Like, talk about the good, like, like for example, Deanna Perrazzo would wrestle everywhere, and she was, like, at the top of the division. Yeah. And then she comes here, and now she's, like, at the bottom, bottom. Like, don't even be on TV. And yeah. then, like, Chelsea, same thing. She was, like, a, the main star on, like, Impact and all these other shows. And she was like at all in, so it's like she had an opportunity to be a big star, and then she comes here and then like they put her at the bottom, on the bottom, when she's barely on TV, and she's just not getting a chance. Well, look, it's like is that like a TV thing where like they don't know the TV yet, so that's why or what? I mean, it, it, it is like a TV. First of all, what we gotta understand is two things. Number one, NXT is still a form of a developmental type thing. They gotta teach you about the promos and the camera stuff like that because. Every indie place they come from don't have TV. They, they live stream, and, and Impact, you know, is not performing. They only perform in front of fifty people a night, so it's a it's a difference. And number two is you still gotta understand that NXT, even though it's the part that we do like, is still a WWE audience. So there are people that gotta that, that they have to sell these people to, like. Diana Perrazzo is like, yeah, she's known for doing all the instant all over, but I mean, she could probably work on her promo. She could probably work on her camera presence and uh, knowing where the cameras is at. So you're not going to put her at the top because the, the top woman that you have established already is your well, rear the top, Just like, you know, middle, but, at least on TV is what I mean. Like, no, 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 but the thing is, they are getting on TV. But, now they are. You know how many people they signed that they haven't used? They, they still have a lot of people they, they don't use because. Uh, you know, developmental, I understand. So. I mean, but it's like this. Look, people was already complaining about getting two hours of NXT. Would you want a third hour? No, yeah. I just want to know why you sign all these people and then don't use them. I mean, but <laughs> they the, be trying to sign people not for other people not to use them, then but, they don't even use but them. But I mean, like, but if you look at AEW, they sign people also that I, I rarely see. I rarely see Sunny Kiss. Yeah, true. You know, there are some people, I mean, when you have a big roster... And you only have two hours to say it's like this. We're gonna focus on this storyline, and then afterwards we're gonna focus on something else. And then you, everybody can't be used. Remember that there was a time if you talk when when Keith Lee first got signed, we rarely saw Keith Lee. Uh-huh. The only time I seen Keith Lee was that when that match we had with Cash's Ono. And it's like you know Keith Lee was was like non-existent. Then it went to two hours. We got to see a little bit more of Keith Lee. You know, and then, and then of course when they move when, when they move uh, superstars up, like Shayna Baszler is going to come to the main roster and all that. Then you're going to have room for your Diane Perazzo's, your uh, uh, Shazi Blackhearts, and your Kaden Carters. You know, to do that. And same thing like with, with Mia Yim. Mia Yim when she first came here was like a job here, a job here. But now she's you know getting the storylines. Everybody has to take their turn. Yeah, because yeah. that's why. So that that brought, that brought me to my question. They put three women's matches on this on this show, but they were all short. So what do, what do people prefer? Do you prefer like less matches, uh, less less women's matches, but let them be longer, or do you want w- more women but shorter matches? I like. I would like them to focus on. Like I had the one women's storyline, then like they could interchange women. Each week is what I was just suggesting. 
Like, I'm just giving an example. I'm gonna just give an example. It's not women, but like, um, some people were upset at Only Lorcan when he signed his his uh, extension because yeah. if you're a fan of Only Lorcan, you want to see Only Lorcan. But since he signed his extension, he hasn't been there. And usually, if he's there, he's probably gonna you know job out. Yeah, but so the thing is, if you're Only Lorcan fan, right? You don't want to see him job out. But then you're looking at the card now. What storyline do you put him in? Not storyline. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying that's what some people have. That's what some people say. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know that's what they say, but I'm like, but if you put him on TV and he starts winning, right, you're automatically by just default, he's in the storyline because he's winning. And if he's, not, if he's winning and not getting rewarded for his win, then it's like, well, there's a problem here. But if you don't know what to do with him right now because he wants to sign, it's like well, you got to kind of got what you turn because I don't know if you and Danny Burch are still a thing because you came to 205 Live. So, you know, it, it, it it's kind of hard. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, main event time, uh, the Bros awaits Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn take on the Grizzle Young Veterans. And uh, look, I heard that this match was just chaotic. It was on a takeover level. Yeah, the match is crazy. But unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to see the whole matchup. But I do know that the Brozoids pick up the win and get fireworks and get a, <laughs> yeah. and get a shot at the NXT uh, titles at uh, TakeOver Portland. Portland. Yep. So that should be a, a damn good match too. But uh, yeah, I need to go back and like watch this match fully. Yeah, yeah, you should. You should. This is a lot of good spots. A lot of good things happening. A lot of good near falls as well. So. I think you should take a look. Yeah. Now jumping over. I'm to think of, well, the last move I think was like a GTS with like a car. I don't know. It was like a crazy move. I was like, oh, that's nice. Oh, well, I, I, I got to definitely check that out. Uh, now we're switching over to AEW. We're off Jericho's ship, and now we're in Cleveland, Ohio. O H I O O H I O. Whatever it is, Jericho said. Exactly. Oh, shut up. And I, was, I was like, you know, I got to agree with you. Uh, Mark, John Moxley comes out with the, with, with the slick Rick patch and uh, goes out there and calls out uh, Chris Jericho, the large champion, and uh, talk about, you know, how he's still standing. And then, you know, man, there's nothing to fight for. I forgot, I forgot, I forgot the line that he said. It was a nice line. Uh, Where did Jericho find all these crazy jackets from? Say what? Where did Jacob find all these crazy jackets from? It was like the same jacket but different colors and they outrageous colors. He, he, he's Jericho, bro. I don't know where I don't know where, where he get it, but but he said I'm not perfect. I'm no role model. I'm no saint. I don't have I don't have to wear a white hat or a black hat, but I make sure at the end of the day I can look at myself in the mirror. All the championships in the world don't mean nothing unless you have your honor, unless you live by a code. When I see Chris Jericho, I see he's a coward, a bully, a boy. I do hate bullies. So, uh, okay. you know, it was, I actually had, had the transcript here. And then the La Chabion comes out. And then uh, he comes out once again to crowd sing along to his song. And yes, uh, they do. Uh, he said, uh, you know, Jericho, you make me laugh. Are you talking about what you have done, what you have earned because you deserve was a spike in the eye, what Jericho said. And all you had to do was say yes to my offer and join the inner circle. And then he, he had to, he takes with, with, to beat uh, 
lie chump you don't, you don't have to, you don't even have what it takes to blink with two eyes like that, that line was funny. That, that was funny that joke was, that joke was funny he said he said well see here we, we, we fight in Cleveland and they do the eight, the OHIO bullshit and then uh, Jericho brings out the inner circle come on out boys oh, now have a, they now have a theme song now so that's that's good yeah know, for the stable instead of just coming out to the leader song so uh huh and then he said, Moxie said, you never walked into a 5-1-1 beatdown, Chris. See, I was born and raised here in the great state of Ohio. The way I see it's five against me in this entire arena. Hell, I kind of like those odds. And then Jericho said, he said, hold on, but uh, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> he, t- <laughs> he said, uh, we brought some of the Bron- South Bronx Street. Th- <laughs> I was like, they not bringing out the urban youth, yo. They bring out oh, yes. these. Stereotypical South Bronx street thugs, courtesy of Santana and Ortiz, and I was just like, yo. So they just left, they just like left the mechanics and just said, yo, yo, we about to go pounce on Bobby, yo. It's just hilarious. that's like how uh, LAS used to be for a second when they had like it was like Hernandez, Homicide, Tra- was it Tracy or somebody else? I forget what the girl name was, and they had like a crew of people come up behind them. Like, all right, yeah, like shoo. Uh, so, uh, they, they uh, Moxie comes and then he uh, takes the bat from uh, uh, what was it Ortiz beats him down. Yeah, it was, it, it was a, I think it was an axe handle. They said axe handle. Okay, and then uh, gives him a, a double arm DDT and they starts beating up, fighting everybody. But then eventually Moxie slips out and they go through the crowd, kind of getting the upper hand, taunting uh Chris Jericho. So. They bring some good heat for the uh, La Champion and uh, John Moxley's match for Revolution. So I can't wait to check, check that out. See, get Jericho Moxley thing again. So that's cool. Uh, so I actually like this video package. I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for it. MJF and Warlord is in a video. That, <laughs> oh, this one. <laughs> yeah, okay. they in the, uh, the, the, this meat pack and you see the Butcher and the Blade cutting up meat. Like in their whole butcher clothes and stuff like that and then uh, what, oh my what is uh hey what were they names Silverons and Reno and it was the butcher oh my I can't remember I can't write that either I thought it was butcher blade the bone uh I'm trying uh would you remember what I'm talking about when it was on uh Southpaw yeah uh huh <laughs> oh yeah uh it was a dry rub duck I was like, that's exactly what it looks like. I was like, oh, that's 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 nice. Yeah, dry rub, Doug, and uh, so I forgot. Yeah, so I was like, so MJF gives uh, the bunny the package, and she turns it over. The envelope, the thick envelope, says Young Bucks. I like how when he hands her the envelope, they automatically go into their like wrestling gear. I thought that was hot. I'm not even gonna hold you. I thought that was hot. So I, I, I mean, yeah, I like I like how they get the deal like how they make it look like that's their thing like we, we just take out people exactly kind of like APA so maybe next week you said what kind of like APA yeah yeah so I'm, I want to know next week like you know <laughs> Kip Sabian gonna come in and try to get George in that little song I don't know you know that'd be kind of cool especially if they just switch over in their gear that, that'd be all that uh, opening match you had the Butcher the Blade Cody by the Bunny and MJF and Warlord who's on commentary taking on the Young Bucks uh <laughs> Matt and Nick Jackson. Uh, I gotta say, commentary MJF on commentary was was funny at sometimes. It's funny. It is. 
It and is. Then he talk, he'd be making fun of uh, Shivani, and he's like, just a heel. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so the Young Bucks pick up the win, but afterwards he started getting beat down by the Butcher and the Blade, and then here comes Kenny Omega. Um, with a nasty V trigger in them pants. I'm sorry to play it real. And then here comes Adam Cole, just take not Adam Cole, Adam Page. Oh my God, he looked that much. Oh yeah, coming down with the beer in his hand, he's telling Matt to hold his beer, hold the beer. And then he gives a buckshot Larry to the other, uh, the other, uh, the butcher I think it was. And then takes the beer and walks just back leaves. out. He Yo, drinks it and then leaves. And leaves, man. This thing, this thing is going to explode when it finally does. I can't wait for it. It's like his thing is kind of, probably was like. I didn't want to help you, but since Kenny came out, I I do something at least. I do the bare minimum. Exactly. Uh, the native beast Nyla Rose gets big swole. Uh, swole. Uh, I did not see all the big swole matchup. How was it? Swole looked good. They building up something with swole. They getting people behind her as well, which which is a good thing. But uh, at the end, Nyla Rose won. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, now I figured now was, I did. She did. She hit a, a sit down power bomb. Yeah. On Big Swole. So, uh, but you know, I, I'm but glad. Swole is getting. Swole is getting in with the crowd. Though. But I, I, I'm glad because she, she do got personality. And I'm glad that um, you know, she signed the uh, AEW. You know, because at first I was like, you know, I like I like her look. Because at first I was like, when I seen a picture of Big Swole like years ago, I was like, whoa, who is that? And then when I see Cedric Alexander's wife or girl, well, I think it's a wife, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, okay. Well, and, and I like her wrestling gear. I like I like her more now than I did when she was in the main Young Classic. Yeah, uh, I, I think she's still mad at WWE for playing Cedric with Alicia Fox that one time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's funny. Uh, so next up we have Super Super Bad Kip Sabian. Uh, come uh, being Cody by Penelope with the American mm-hmm. Nightmare Cody with the coach on. I I do not like this coach thing. I'm not. I, I I'm don't not either, like it. The one, one thing I don't like even more is this over the top interest for no reason. It's like I'm yeah. like, bro, Cody, come on, bro. I'm like, he <laughs> said. Week, I'm gonna say it every week. <laughs> if you not got the angels, he got the pew 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 pew. <laughs> like the, the intro wrong. He got the intro wrong in his uh, entrance. Like, come on, man. Oh my god. So, uh, the match uh was cool. Penelope was trying to cheat by she taking Cody's weight belt, tossed her shoe in there. So Arn Anderson is like, I, I had enough of this, ref. You not obviously you not you not doing your job. So he gets in the ring, bumps him. The referee has to throw him out, and then uh, which gets uh. A distraction as Cody takes his uh, Hurricane Rana from Penelope on the outside and dives through the ropes with, uh, by uh, Kip Sabian. And as they're about to kiss, out in the crowd in the middle comes Joey Janela. Like that shot, by the way. That was cool. Oh, man. That's, and, that's cool. Yeah, uh, by Joey Janela. And then uh, they go back in the ring. Cody hits a springboard cutter, then hits not one, not two, but three crossroads. You're taking his anger out of MJF. Exactly. So uh, I was like, okay. I also, um, I like how Kip Sabian and Penelope, like, they cheat, but it's like they're doing the same stuff that, like, uh, Brandy and Cody was doing. Like, she'll fake, like, she's knocked out and Cody will try to take her to the back or something. And then he'll hit him or she'll do a hurricane round or something. Uh-huh. So I, I, I kind of want, I don't know. I kind of want them to 
try to do something different because that's the same thing like Selena Vega is doing. Hurricane Rana's off the top and stuff. So I just see. I just want to know if they can come up with some more creative. Maybe it's not possible. I don't know. Well, maybe it is possible. We just don't know yet. Uh, your girl comes out for an interview with Tony Schiavone, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. You gotta say the full thing. Yeah, <laughs> she said, "I hope, uh, Brett, I hope I didn't offend you. Uh, offend you last week, Mark Schiavone." She said, "It's Doctor, Doctor Britt Baker. I promise to be here each week with a smiles beaming across your TV sets, which is more I can say about your champion, Rio. And Cleveland, congratulations! You finally have a Baker you can trust in. I like that line." I like it. I like the line that she said about Jim Ross. Though. Oh, yeah. She did come at Jim Ross kind of hard, though. She killed Jim Ross, and I feel like it was honest. Honest, <laughs> honestly, that's how I feel. That's how I feel about Jim Ross. I, I mean, I, I do I do agree. I mean, like, since like Japan, he's been kind of overrated on certain things. So, uh, so this promo by Britt Baker was better than last week's. Oh, definitely. Because I was like, last year, I was like, get off my screen. And I don't remember. Last year, they had to cut her off. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, Jim had to cut her off. Right exactly. Uh, new, uh, they had a, a thing backstage with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. And Ad Page says, look, I got my name plates. Uh, I'm surprised we got it before you did talk to the Young Bucks. So, but Kenny Omega's like, look, we That's signed. The second week in a row, he said that. Exactly. But we signed up for an eight man tag team match player next week between the Elite versus the Butcher and the Blade and a tag team of their choice, which we find out it's going to be the Lucha Brothers. So Whew. that should be a damn good matchup. Is that going to kick it off or is that going to main event? It might main event. It might main for event. For one, I want to know how did Blade and the, and the Bunny talk to the Lucha Brothers and get that to happen? Like. I don't know. She probably just seduced him. Cause you know, you know how like you know, they said just in like outside of kayfabe, they say get one of your choosing. So they was so you really think the blade and the butcher walked up to Lucha Brothers and said, "Hey, uh, we need to do, we need y'all to do me a favor." I don't know. You're right. I just hey. trying to think of how these things come about. You know, rather than them just putting it together sometimes. You're right. Uh, so kind of censored. Uh, are coming SCU. out. SCU coming out. Paying respects to Kobe Bryant, bringing out the Lakers <laughs> jerseys. Y'all did a fadeaway in the, uh, in the thing. Exactly. So I was like, that was cool. You know, I, I appreciate them, them, them showing love or somebody showing love to Kobe. Like I guess I know we're going to be seeing that for a while with the Oscars and the All-Star Game and WrestleMania all that stuff coming up. Even so, the Super Bowl. And Super Bowl. There's so much stuff coming up. So there is going to be a lot of Kobe tributes throughout Everything so you know, like I, I'm surprised. Look, Ray Mysterio may have the Kobe gear for WrestleMania. Who knows? Uh, uh you know he do superheroes, bro. It <laughs> was Kobe. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, all right. You all never right. know. Uh, and then so it, it's them against the Hybrid Two and Helico and Jack Evans. I love, I love this team, bro. I just love and Helico because they are just so. Freakishly athletic is scary. It is scary. I, 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 I want them to really get their character going, though. Uh-huh. Because, you know, it's like, they just, <laughs> as of now, they just come out there, do their flips, and lose the match. Not that I said I wanted them to win, but I kind of want them to have, like, a character. Yeah, a purpose. I get you. Yeah. I do get you. Uh, SCU, what you just said, pick up the win on a helico. And then a video of the Dark Orders we play on the screen with Evil Uno speaking in the stairwell and lets Christopher Daniels know 
that if he's very unhappy, you know, uh, he can act swiftly, and he's going to target someone to choose you. So, Daniels was was uh, watching in the ring. Are we getting a tease of the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels, coming back? I doubt it. Not not now, at least. Not while yes, he's waiting to see you. Okay. Main event time. Private party. Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn and Darby Allen taking on Santana Ortiz and the Law Champion. It's a weird tag team. Chris though. Jericho. I, I, I don't know where the hell this came from. It's like out the blue. So, uh, once again, when you have a private party, Darby Allen kind of mentioned this. It's hard to really document play by play of each of the match. Just know it was a sight to see. Because, <coughs> like I said, once again, I like Pride Party. Like, Pride Party is, is like AW Street Profits. Yeah. Um, I did, like, did you see uh, when Darby hit the coffins up on, on Jake Hager and he, like, missed him? Yeah, oh, <laughs> He didn't miss him. But, like, Hager, like, Hager just held his arms out. He didn't catch him. He just held his arms out. So he fell on Hager. But like slid off and hit the floor. Exactly. I'm like, oh god. You know, so he, he 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 catch like the Miz. Yeah. Yeah. Miz don't be wanting to get hurt. And uh, uh, Mark Quinn was there for the same time with Jericho. Uh, got near fall, and then Isaiah Cassidy was coming in, and he gets the Judas effect for the three count. I thought that was the nastiest Judas effect I ever seen. Yeah. The way he sold it. I was like, ooh, that's that, that, I never seen a back elbow look so sexy. Uh, I guess they must, they must have told Jericho that his his uh, Judas Effect looked weak, so he got to put more elbow into it or something. But the way that he sold it, they mm-hmm. needed they needed he needed to have that combination sell and the way that he did it as his finisher, not the regular back elbow. You right. Uh, it also said that uh, we we got uh, after that insert comes into the ring and they start beating down Private Party Darby Allen and then. Uh, after they all hug in the ring, uh, Sammy, Sammy Guevara takes Darby out skateboard, starts doing the Kyle O'Reilly, uh, air guitar with it, and then dropped him down on his throat with the edge of the skateboard. Then Monster comes out with a baseball bag like Stone Cold Steve Austin and starts swinging it around and in circle who retreat from the ring. So that is how AEW ended this week. So who gets to win, AEW or NXT? I this week I would say AEW personally because I liked the the beginning match, the ending match, the Moxley promo, and it's like just out and, and the Britt Baker thing actually was good this week so I can't even complain like it was actually entertaining this week. Mm-hmm. But uh, NXT though, NXT had a, that that whole chopper thing was just like that could easily sway, sway my opinion. But I'm going AEW. I'm going believe now. I won't dare last week. I'm going NXT this week. The Dusty, okay. uh, the, the, who's that? The Dusty Classic matchup. Uh, Fifth and Bow looking more of a heel. There were more women's matches. They were a little bit shorter, but there was there was more women's matches here on the card. So I, I like the way everything laid out. Once again, I like AEW. I definitely like the whole Butcher and the Blade video they had backstage and stuff like that. But everything else was to me was out of place. And what I mean by out of place is. Like, why is this match happening? Why are people teaming up? Why is this person mad for this? And I'm like, it didn't make not the least bit of sense, really, in, in my opinion. Well, let's let's come from Jericho or Moxley uh, and stuff. So, guys, that is the Wednesday Night War of who we think won. You guys listen to it. You two can post that in the comments or email us at therealnerdcoalition.com at gmail.com. 
But uh, we got to get right back to the show. So let's do that. All right, guys. Thank you guys for sticking with us uh, for the nerd. Uh, excuse me, not nerd. The No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. So uh, I'm excited for next week. And I'm saying so. Stay tuned for our Black History Month countdown for our wrestlers. Our Wednesday Night War. Check it out the XFL. Some things is coming out next week. So you know, it, it, it should be a decent week. It was a little slow week this week. Uh, for the podcast topics, but you know what? I still want to grind them out there and, and get them out to you guys. So I appreciate you guys staying up with me and, you know, and going through all this. So uh, make sure you guys check out SpacesPhilly.com. Blush Cover Part of. Check out the podcast they got on there, Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Whole World Show, Both Sides, and Mark and Dark Show. Check out uh, check out our content on there, the No Gimmicks Either Wrestling Podcast, Nerd Extra Talk Podcast, Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues, Hip Hop uh, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond. Check us out on all the podcast apps such as Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, all that great stuff, and on uh, YouTube Premium as well. But if you have Google Play, YouTube Premium should already be a thing. And check out the TheRealNerdCoalition.com where you guys can find your Q-Flow album, the War Drum, along with the Q-Flow merch, and the Nerd Coalition merch as well. So once again, once I get my merch in the mail, I'll be wearing it almost every video so you guys can know where it'll be at so I can annoy the fuck out of y'all so I can buy some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that is the plan. So make sure you guys do all that. So once again, this is NC in a place to be, chilling with your homie Mr. A&D, the man of the reality, q Flow for the rookie. All right, take it easy, everybody. Uh, Not Deion Sanders for primetime. All right, y'all. And the greatest catch lady sketch. It's been real. All right. I was and, something to say that, but I wasn't gonna say it. Uh, <laughs> Y'all be ready to steal my head. That that to that thunder. <laughs> and Q flow, take us out. To your ears, welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's NC. Zoe and a cold brew for yourself. Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery time's not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at kroger.com boost.